everybody. This is Sandcast Beach Volleyball with Triborn and Travis Mawerger, and we got a fellow writer on the show today. Wow. Hello. Kim Smith, soon to be <laughs> Miss Kim Sherman. That's right. I think I'm going to take his name, even though there's a few extra letters in there. <laughs> you know, when your name is Smith your whole life, it's kind of exciting to do something <laughs> right. that you're going to have to spell. Yeah. Kim Smith's a little vanilla, so I think and I'll do it. Your initials stay the same. Exactly. Which so is nice. it's nice oh, and easy. Yep. We're both still going to be S, which is nice. So yeah. 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 What a fun time. The I fiance know. period is a blast. Really fun. Yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Just everybody's so happy for you. And like, you know, we're going to go home this weekend. I'm from Indianapolis and we'll go back and start looking at, you know, just places and also just like being with our families. His parents are going to come up. So it's just like so celebratory and everything's really yeah. fun. Yeah. I'm How often excited. does your family get out here? Since COVID, not like not during that entire time. And then I have a brother and a sister. Both of them have kids. Um, okay. So I have six nieces and nephews. They're all seven or younger. Okay. So since they had kids, they've only come out a few times. Um, I think my sister came out once with my nephew, and then my brother and sister-in-law came out with their two oldest when they were little. But now okay. that there's more, it's just hard. So That's not a very big often. family. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, it's really fun. No shortage of selection for flower girls. And oh, yeah. No, we're going to have six. <laughs> They're all going to be in it because they can't pick. Six flower girls? Or, well, there's two flower girls and four ring bearers. Okay. And frankly, two of the ring bearers are probably not going to make it down the aisle. <laughs> they're all walking, but they're not really like walking in a straight line yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we'll, it might be two and two, which will be perfect. <laughs> you let them go and then they veer off and yeah. someone in charge just grab them. Exactly. Them Both yeah. of it, like their parents are in the wedding. So hopefully they go to mom and dad. Right. But the problem is like mom and dad can't then go wrangle. So we're going to yeah. have to recruit like grandparents or something. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be an all-hands-on-deck thing. I've seen it done. Uh, yeah, yeah, it'll be cute. I'm really excited. <laughs> no way, it's cute. Yeah, Even yeah. If they throw a tantrum. It's oh, yeah, cool. yeah, exactly. That's cute. All right, now get them away. Yeah. <laughs> and the memory will be hilarious. Exactly. And you can hold it over them when they're, like, 20. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Whenever something goes wrong at a wedding, I feel like that makes it better. Yeah. Like, those are the stuff, the yeah. things you remember. Right. If it goes smoothly, it's like, oh, what happened at that wedding? Right. But, yeah. <laughs> it's There's, funny. I was reading, uh, do you read Outside Magazine? I don't, know. I love Outside Magazine. But they were talking about there's three different types of fun and mm-hmm. there's one type of fun that's like it's a really kind of a gnarly trip that's really fun in retrospect oh, yes or like a, like a backpacking oh gosh, trip or something where it, in the moment it's kind of miserable and then in retrospect like what a blast yeah, yeah 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 i feel like a lot of stuff with weddings is like that yes <laughs> where you're like oh that planning for the wedding was so fun would never do it again <laughs> yeah you can totally romanticize everything in the past and just not really want to be there though yeah yeah well we're there now it's actually pretty fun so far but we're only a weekend, so yeah. I know. I know <laughs> the craziness is yet to come. Yeah. Yeah. How did you and Mark even meet? We met, um, actually, we met the night the Cubs won the World Series at a bar that we've never been back to. We are not bar people. Um, <laughs> but we were all just there, like, group of friends went, watched it, and that was the game that, like, went super long, extra innings. So yeah, we were okay. together for, like, a few hours and just kind of talked. Only friends for, like, six months, and then we became, like, really close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously like through the AVP, like we would just travel all, to all the tournaments together and like hang out all the time, mutual friends, same groups and stuff. And then after like a year and some change, we started to date and yeah, three and a half years later, here we are. 
It's the AVP yeah. media power couple. I We yeah. try, man. We Both of us, because I wasn't a writer when we first started like dating, but okay. we neither one of us wanted to date within the AVP. Because it's like dating your coworker. Like, if you break <laughs> up, what happens? Like, he's so present at the tournaments, and yeah. I was playing at the time, so it's like, oh, my gosh, we break up, and then he announces me on stadium court. Like, I'm going to tank. <laughs> so we really took our time, made sure that it was the right thing. Yeah. Sure enough, it was. So, yeah. Ended That's up, awesome. Yeah, ended up being a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say so. Yeah. thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I'm Kim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Girl who broke my heart. Yeah. Six foot three from Zionsville, Indiana. Yeah, so we really wanted to make sure that everything was going to work out. Yeah. <laughs> and here we are. Here we are. Happy ending. Exactly. And now it's, I mean, maybe even worse if we were to break up when I was a writer. But again, everything yeah, worked right. out. <laughs> Next up, scathing column on the AVP. Yeah, exactly. This. We're like sitting next to each other in the DJ booth, just like, oh, you're too close to me. <laughs> Which that still sometimes happens, but with more love behind it. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's got to be so like kind of fun, especially for your family, because my family thinks it's hilarious that I do so much with beach volleyball. Being from Maryland, mm-hmm. I feel like Indiana has to be kind of similar. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. My my parents are there. We're a basketball family. Like okay. everybody knows the rules of basketball. Most of us played. I actually played until high school, and then I switched. They still, like, sort of know the rules, but they don't really know the difference between, like, a double and a lift or, like, maybe know that beach is to 21 and indoors to 25 on a giving day. So they love volleyball. They love that I'm doing it. But it's kind of nice that they're not so knowledgeable because then, like, volleyball is not really a part of my relationship with my family at all. So it's kind of my own thing. And, of course, it's my relationship with Mark a little bit, but also, like, he's not playing when I was playing and now neither one of us are. So it's kind of nice that I can compartmentalize. Um, But yeah, I never ever thought I'd play beach. I didn't even really know it was a thing until I was in college. Really? Yeah. I mean, I knew like the Olympics I would watch, but I guess I didn't really like, as a kid, you're not really clocking that they're playing all the time. Mm -hmm. You're just kind of like, oh yeah, these people, a few of them play and they're great. Um, Mm -hmm. But, yeah, when I was in college, I went to Florida International in Miami, and it was before Beach was NCAA. But they had a team and were doing, like, the club thing. And I didn't play on the team, but, like, I was friends with some of the girls. So one of them was moving out here, Jess Mendoza, and she was like, I have an extra room in the place I'm staying. Like, you should come. Love it. So, yeah, I I was kind of in between whether I was going to go overseas and play indoor or, like, stay stateside and maybe try something different, like a real job or beach volleyball. (laughs) And I was like, let's keep doing volleyball for a while. And then I fell in love, like, a week after I was here. So fun. And, yeah, I played for five years. It's kind of hard because COVID, like, my last year was 2019, I don't really plan on playing anymore, so I guess I played, like, four seasons. Yeah. Had some good success, too. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Every once in a while. It was nice. Was it it hard to give up? Or what went into that decision? Because you were playing well. Yeah. I felt, like, 2017, 2018, I was pretty steadily in the main draw, doing well, having so much fun. Um, 2019 was kind of a rocky year. I was in between like lots of different partners and trying to like find my footing, I guess. Mm-hmm. Trying to um, find somewhere to play, right? Well, 2019 was before COVID. Oh, okay. yeah. 19 was solid. 2021. Yeah. Okay, so 19, I was <laughs> playing. I had some success with Laura Dykstra, and we were like sitting seventh at Seattle. And then I don't remember if you guys remember, that was a tournament. Her mom had a heart attack next yeah. to our court. 
Um, and it was extremely traumatic to the point where, oh like, we didn't know if she was going to make it or not. So, of course, Laura left. Yeah. And, like, ever since that tournament, it was, like, kind of hard for us to, like, get back. And then so, like, I was kind of bouncing between different partners after that and definitely planned to play 2020. And then COVID hit. I was the 20th team and only 18 got in. Oh. So, but I was kind well, of Champions glad. Cup, right? yeah, yeah, the Champions okay. Cup. It's all coming back. But I had this, like, piece about it. Yeah, exactly. 18 teams. I know. Oh, my gosh, you're right. Right? We've only played. Yeah. Yeah, it was just three events Three last year. Yeah. Yeah. So that was kind of, like, the the tell, I guess, if I was going to be able to just work and not play. Because I started writing for the AVP in January of 2020. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, two months later... I'm writing a COVID article and that's kind of been my entire tenure with them has been like mixing in. Now it's a lot different, of course, but um, yeah, it's been kind of hard. There's only been six tournaments since I started writing two years that's ago. Crazy, yeah. yeah. So it'll be really fun to have a full season for me because there's just so much more to talk about, more yeah. stories, more points, everything. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the Champions Cup was a really good time for me to see if I would like be miserable not playing or have fun not playing mm-hmm. or a little bit of both. And I felt really good. Yeah. I loved it. It was kind of nice to like, I mean, A, you know you're going to get a paycheck, which was really nice. Yeah. <laughs> but also just like not the, I mean, there's a lot of mental preparation that goes into it, right? Yeah. So not having to do that, not having to like bring all my snacks and make sure I'm stretching and make sure I get to bed early and yeah. like, it's really fun being a part of the staff because, like, we don't have to worry about that. We go out and have a beer afterwards and then, like, you know, stay out, go, go to bed late, wake up in the morning. It doesn't matter if you right. have, like, two coffees before noon to get going. Like, right. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah. So that's been really nice, too. Mm. And then, like, the, the adrenaline, like, of playing and stuff I sort of miss. But also, like, the downside of that is, like, yeah. the low end. Right. And I don't miss that at all. Yeah. The emotional volatility. It's a lot steadier these days. <laughs> yeah. And like I'm I'm a big journaler. I journal online and I get these little like pings and that says, This is what you wrote two years ago. And like during summer, my emotions in my journal are like <laughs> like teenage level. Just like my highest highs and lowest lows. Right. Yeah. And that's so fun, like yeah. in your twenties, but right. I'm kind of ready to like move on just because I never found the success that I really wanted and that I wanted like the steadiness Mm -hmm. of it. It was that up and down of like the success I was having. I just like, I have so much respect for the people that can do that. I just don't feel like I'm there anymore, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. One beach is, has been in a place where that steadiness or or domestic tour, all of beach, but the domestic tour itself hasn't been able to like present a product to the athletes in the last, what, since 2007 or eight to where yeah. like you don't have to really ride the highs and lows quite as much because there's a steady tour and you can maybe get nine right tenth and and be like still making a living kind yeah of thing, yeah know? but like since all of us have been playing it's been like <laughs> lose one and what well, there's a fourth or fifth of your opportunities to play yeah that's really tough it might be. yeah it's like it's so in- intense but now you're yeah. you're still a part of growing the sport to getting it to that point yes. that we all kind of hoped and wish it was at. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of cool. Like yeah. You still get to be a part of it and have your hand in helping other players achieve that, I guess. Yeah, exactly. It feels really right. Mm. Um, 
I never really knew what I would do after volleyball. And I was not really fearful of it, but I just couldn't picture it. And this like fell into my lap so naturally. And then, I mean, obviously not grateful for the pandemic, but you were all looking for silver linings. And Mm -hmm. I think this is kind of one of them that I was really forced into doing something different. And like, I think all of us had to evaluate. A lot of people moved on. A lot of people dug deeper and like worked harder. Mm -hmm. And I think I kind of did somewhere in the middle, like where I just changed my role. And I, I do feel like, I'm never going to make a huge difference as an athlete, but I could make a huge difference as like a writer or whatever else I might be like, maybe not even writing. Maybe it could evolve. Like I just feel really open to doing lots of different stuff in volleyball and yeah, just always trying to grow the game. Well, we need as many of those people. Yeah. That's like a big reason why we do the podcast is like, definitely the sport along and hopefully when we, leave it it's in a much better play well hopefully while we're still playing yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. the next few years would be real nice like yeah the position that i'm in but uh yeah we're we're all i think i feel like it's important that we all kind of understand we all have to like do our part not just complain every time like i don't like that rule and yes like do nothing about it or like yeah you know don't help the sport in your own way and it doesn't have to be big you have to start a podcast but i feel like we all kind of need that uh mental switch like not being entitled to just yeah yes out yeah i think that's huge giving us a paycheck because i'm i'm a pro my instagram says i'm a pro Where's my paycheck? <laughs> yes yeah. yes it is funny like i feel like the people who are at the top have a lot of understanding of like how hard it is and yeah. then like the people like in kind of the lower tiers like those are some of the ones that i get some comments from where i'm like wow I don't understand why, like, where do you get the nerve? Why <laughs> do you think that you should get that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But like, like you said, I mean, really, it's all about growing the game. We all need to do our part in something. So like, yeah, that's, that's the ultimate goal. And I'm hopeful with, I don't know a lot about like the Valley's buyout, but right. I am really hopeful that like with this huge conglomerate behind us, yeah. like the, the potential is just huge. Yeah. It seems like that in both internationally and domestic. Yeah. It's very exciting times. I never get my hopes up until I see the same there, for sure. Because we've been through that way too many times. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's no reason to not be excited or to be like pessimistic about it. Like, yeah. oh, they're in it for the money. They're just gonna not care about us, and like, there's no reason to believe that. You know. Yeah. 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 And I mean, of course, they're in it for the if, money. Right. If you're, you know, <laughs> Bally's is gonna buy something, they are in it. Hopefully that the asset grows. Right. But if they're, if, if volleyball grows and it's beneficial for them, it's beneficial for the players exactly. and same thing, you know, with CVC and, and volleyball world, you know, they want the sport to get bigger and it exactly. if it doesn't get bigger, then they're losing money on their investment. So it is in their best interest to make the sport as big and, yeah. and yeah. good as possible. And there were two like really kind of huge moves for both tours in the last year. Yeah. So yeah, like, there's no reason to be pessimistic. It all seems to be forward moving. And I mean, I think this is the first time the AVP was not bought out of bankruptcy since like the nineties or something. Um, which is pretty great too. Like Donald and Steph put up with a lot and put us, got us through COVID and then got us into the hands of someone else. And so the athletes aren't reeling for one to six seasons Mm -hmm. where they don't know what they're doing. So that's exciting too. I bet it was probably really interesting to go from as a player you know, on the AVP to seeing like 
what goes on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. That was probably eye-opening, I'd imagine. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, I did have, like, the benefit of just because I was dating Mark while I was still just a player, I was up in the DJ booth all, like, whenever I wasn't really playing. And so that side is just fun. I mean, you you had some experience up there, too. It's it's just fun. Like, we're up there. It's totally a family. Like... Um, when Laura Day, Emily's sister, was working, like, she's just dancing, and DJ Roche is, like, trying to get us all, like, if, if someone's dancing, he's like, got her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, like, producer Kelly is one of Mark's and my best friends. So, like, sure. it's it really is fun up there. And then, like, the other side of it, like, the marketing side, it's really fun to talk to. Um, the team is called Brand New. It's a company, like, a marketing company. Mm-hmm. They're all just, like, really young, innovative, cool, like, all of us working together, coming up with the content col- calendar, hearing kind of what they're branding is and their hopes and everything it's really cool to like see all these different smart people behind it and always trying to make it better yeah. so yeah that's been fun to like kind of get that other side of it yeah and I feel like it always gives like when players get a glimpse of it it always gives them an extra sense of appreciation like, yes there's a lot of work that goes into Absolutely. putting on an event and just saying uh let's go to Clearwater this weekend yeah let's just do it it's <laughs> just so much work it's yeah so healthy for me to see all that for sure. <laughs> yeah that's a good point i and mean like listening to, or like being you know doing the broadcasting alone i'm like oh that's like an art mm-hmm. it's not like of course you can broadcast like talk about volleyball you know volleyball it's just talk about it like no there's like timing and mm-hmm. yes like you have to speak with more energy and like you're like pulling the energy of the crowd along and and then what Mark's doing is even gnarlier because yeah. you're doing it like live in front of people and yeah that that's the hardest job I think yeah Mark's job Standing terrifies right me middle, yeah. right in the middle of the sand yeah especially during live intros yeah where you just can't miss a beat <laughs> yeah it's, it's cool that though to like see all that behind the scenes stuff and then you yeah. hopefully gain a better appreciation for what everyone's doing and then like see how you can contribute to it yeah. right rather than like what can I get from it mm-hmm. yeah and that's what's interesting just always trying to like when are we, like when can I announce things when is this date going to be set because I have as much anxiety about when the tour is coming out as anybody yeah. because not only do I just want to know, but like I'm also planning my life around it. Sure. So I was like anxious for that stuff, but talking like the permits, the weather, the infrastructure, the people, the you have to talk to the police, you have to talk to the water people. Like mm-hmm. there's so many moving pieces because we're a moving tour. Right. And so yeah, that appreciation, I just like marvel at the people, like the core people who are putting it on, and then like the operations people who just work so hard at those tournaments. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, yeah, I have a lot of respect for them. Yeah, that's why I like you know, the sport. I feel like beach volleyball, it attracts people who are sort of trying to avoid a standard job. Yes. Right? So there's a lot of idea people. I right, love the yeah. doers. I love the people yes. who just do stuff and create, like the McKibbins. Absolutely love them because yeah. they just, they're like, well, let's just make a YouTube channel. We don't know what we're doing. Right. And now they're just massive. Yeah. And that's what I love when people are like, make that transition from idea guy. To someone who's I just so many ideas doing. over the years. <laughs> I, every time I'm with Josh, I'm like, don't do it. <laughs> he's, heard, he's already heard them all. I know. Just don't. I wish, like, I wish <laughs> Josh would just idea. catalog some of those ideas, like the good to the bad. I'm right. sure he's had so many, and then so many ones that are no-brainers. It's right. like, we're, we're doing that, yeah, but thank you, know. yes. We've yep. thought of that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we're actually doing that. Did you know? Like, I'm sure he gets that all the time. Oh, for sure. And, and he can't tell you know, he can't announce stuff or tell exactly. us yeah. certain things. So he's like fighting us. I'm like, yes, we've already done it. Yeah. <laughs> Just please stop. His job is um, wild. 
It's a lot. He keeps the players sane. Utility man. Oh my gosh. I don't I do not know how he does it all. Yeah. It's exhausting. But he does it well. <laughs> yeah. For sure. Did it I know like anytime you start writing for a new place or take a new job, it takes a minute to kind of find the, the rhythm. Yeah. Have you kind of settled in? Well, because you've had like two weird years. Definitely weird years. COVID was just so odd because the season was like, and it's gone. Yeah. In three weeks. Yeah. And last year was just the three events. That was really interesting because that was quarantine, right? So it was like as much content as we can have is great. So at that point I was doing like silly stuff, like what are the athletes doing? Or like, here's a quarantine workout, stuff like that. Um, but also trying to keep people up to date on what was happening with the Olympics, what was happening with the tour, what was happening. Like we were shutting things down kind of one at a time. And so I was sort of on that too. And then as like from, you know, March, whatever to June, that's not that long. And that's when they were figuring out the tour too. So I was talking with them a lot. What are we going to do? How do we brand this? Um, so that was like kind of a blur. And then the Champions Cup series was great for me, like got so much content and all yeah. of that. Um, it was really nice to establish myself like on site as the writer and yeah. like interviewing people um, during the qualifier. I was helping people film and I think people just kind of like saw me as like not an athlete, as an AVP staff person right. writer. Um, so yeah, that was really nice. And then it was a little bit different moving into 21 but it still kind of felt the same. Like I still didn't really have that much like tour stuff, like tournament stuff to talk about. So it was a lot of athletes. Like, let's talk about what workout this person's doing. Um, we have like a few different series that we kind of revisit, like reach the beach. Like, how did you get out here or working overtime? Like the people like Sheila Shaw, who has a full-time job and who also is like making it to championship Sunday, like people like that. Um, so that's been really fun to implement all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Recently, I've just kind of like, sent out a bunch of emails to different people. Like, I kind of want you to write whatever you want because that's so fun for me. Right, like, I think yeah. it's good to have different voices. Like, uh, Taryn Cloth just wrote something that's like, what drives me? Um, and it's just like all of, kind of her story, but all of these failures that she kind of pushed through and all of these setbacks. And it was just awesome. Right. So that's been fun too, to yeah. like recruit more people to speak into the AVP and like, yeah, tell their own stories too. That's a great way to, um, like, one thing we think about a lot, and McKibben's obviously are like building all their stuff around, is building uh, or allowing the audience to see the players as individuals and yeah. building up their stories so that people can pick and choose and know the athletes. So yeah. that they can build these fan bases so people aren't just showing up to be like, ooh, volleyball. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm pulling for that guy. Yes, or exactly. That, that girl because I can relate and, and whatnot. And, yeah. And doing that, I mean, obviously, you writing the stories about them helps with them writing it it's even better like I I love like I think you wrote it from my perspective and that was actually the first piece that I wrote for the AVP before I was a writer and like it's really freeing to also get your story out there um and then so for them it's really fun but then for our readers like if I'm reading something about Michael Jordan I'm a lot more interested than when I'm reading like I want to read his voice more so so I know that like they can tell a story that I can't and um so yeah that's been really fun to read those and yeah, I've talked to the McKibbins a few times about storytelling, and they've kind of inspired me to do mm. that. And then especially with the tour series this year, there's going to be a whole slew of new people that are winning tournaments yeah. um, and doing well in tournaments, going deep, getting into the you know the main draw of the pro series. So we're trying to highlight those athletes too, like kind of predict the up-and-comers, but then also just kind of, you know, I 
I'm like a qualifier player at heart. So I love them. Okay. And so like reaching out to all those people that like I know are such grinders and work really hard and have potential to do well. Yeah. So trying to tell their stories too has been really fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think one thing that's going to be interesting this year is if, you know, if you win a tour series, you know, would you consider yourself an AVP champion? <laughs> I know. You know, because then like, it's not going to be a full field. And like, exactly. if, I win, if I win one, I, I wouldn't. But I think that there are probably a lot of people out That's there a great who I think point. would say I won an AVP. And they're not wrong. Yeah. Right? Because it's an AVP tour stop. But it's like... We need um, <clears throat> longevity within this system, you know? Yeah. So that when you say I want an AVP tour, like people know what you're talking about. Right. Uh, rather than a... What are we calling it? Sorry, there's so many names. Tour series. Yeah. The tour what's Tour's the, the lowest, pro. then pro, then, then gold. Pro. Yeah. Yeah, like pro and gold or you want an AVP. But it's interesting. Hopefully it gets to the point one day where it's like the PGA or tennis, right? Where like if you win a Grand Slam, that's amazing. Right, but also right. if you win a tournament, that's pretty cool yeah. too. Oh, yeah. Totally. I think that's what they're trying to grow it to. Mm-hmm. And then like the gold series is like our Grand Slam or yeah, our yeah, majors. Yeah. Like those are the big ones that are really significant. Yeah. And then the other ones still... You know, I, I guess we're in that growing phase right now. Yeah. So that's a really good question. Yeah. I did it, though. I mean, yeah, they're <clears throat> bigger than an AVP next, but smaller than, like, the AVP we're used to. So Yeah. And it really, I guess, in my head, it sort of depends on who all's there. But it's like, no, not everyone's going to be there. But then that's the case for some AVPs, too. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, to each their own. Well, Go hopefully for the it. level of play <clears throat> is, like, high enough consistently on those where it's respectable I mean, it's going to be hard to win, for sure. Yeah. Like the level I think it's going to be, like, qualifier and better. Yeah, plus maybe And the you. qualifier is so hard. Yeah. Like, going <laughs> yeah. to the qualifier yeah. is just as fun for me as going to, like, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. There's just, like, it's fun to see. I mean, obviously, the first round, you have people who are, like, just starting or who, like, maybe don't take it as seriously or play as much. But, like, those last games, you could see those same people playing late on Saturday. Yeah. Like, it's really, really high level. So that's what I'm excited for for the Tour Series, like, for fans to see that, too. Because a lot of people don't know the qualifiers happening happening, mm. or don't yeah. see it. And it's like, it's a qualifier. Why watch it? Exactly. This is an AVP tournament. Exactly. And if we can get a fan base on those events, then the bigger ones are going to be, like, massive. Right? Yeah. Like, everyone's going to be so excited. Like, yeah. those can really build up the hype for the big ones. Yeah. 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 And those, those qualifiers, sure, the playing matches and qualifiers, I think you don't get that level of intensity and just emotional stakes until you get back to the AVP final. Yeah. Because for so many people, just oh gosh, making right. the main draw is just, yeah. it's life-changing yeah. for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> That's very <laughs> so true. People just celebrate that night. Like, yeah. they just go oh, hard yeah. and, like, you, you know, you have a whole tournament tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't care. Yeah, making the main draw celebrate. almost feels better than winning a main draw match. Because, like, going through that qualifier is so grueling. And, like, you've you've played at least two matches that day. So even just, like, physically getting to that point and then being so excited and then knowing you can lose one in the main draw is, like, ah, candy. So good. It's like like you're in a hole in the qualifier and you dug yourself out. You're like, ah, sunlight. (laughs) Okay, now at least it's sunny. Exactly. (laughs) Everything else is fine. I can breathe. Yeah, exactly. And you got a little bit of money behind you, so, like, the travel's worth it. You so, yeah. sewed up that hole in your pocket. You're like, yes, I'm not going to lose <laughs> <Exactly>. my Exactly. <laughs> I remember in Chicago, um, John Schwengel and Devin Berkey qualified. Yeah. And they were the first team not only just to win a match after coming out of the first day of the qualifier, 
But then they went on to qualify. Yes. And I saw John at the bar at like midnight. I was oh like, no. John, what are you doing? He's like, Bro, I just won six matches in two days. <laughs> Give me a break. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, We play at 9 a.m. against Casey no. and Chase. Oh my gosh. That's what's so hard about those. And that's what I'm really excited for this like feeder you know, system with like the tour series. And then for the first two pro series, they're going to be AVP next that are to be announced, I guess. Yeah. But like having that, not only the rest of not having to play on Thursday, but also going into that tournament with a main draw mentality, like everything is different when you're auto main draw and those people will be auto main draw because they've already qualified. Yeah. We're going to pause here for a quick break to give a shout out to our sponsors and try and I are so stoked to partner up with Athletic Greens. Now, I traveled more than 82,000 miles last year playing beach volleyball, and Tri put us well over the 100,000-mile mark for the whole Sandcast family, and neither of us got sick a single time. All right, we were competing and traveling from February through November, and not one of us so much as sneezed. And obviously there are a lot of factors in that, but the biggest common denominator that we both swear by, that we start our day with every single day, is Athletic Greens. It is our one-stop shop vitamin supplement that we bring on the road everywhere, and it is so delicious. All right, a lot of the green supplements I've taken, it tastes like you've basically taken a fistful of dirt and earth, put it in a blender, mix it up, and then you just chugged it down. This is not the case with Athletic Greens. It is delicious, and it is packed with 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens. It is delicious, and it works. All right, I swear, last year was the healthiest I have ever been. I give enormous credit to Athletic Greens for that. And my partner, Adam Roberts, he actually started getting sold on Athletic Greens, so much so that he actually started getting it for his parents. Uh, We cannot recommend it enough. It's a great price, honestly. It's less than three bucks a day, which if you are taking multiple supplements, you're gonna be paying more than three bucks a day anyway, so you might as well just get the one-stop shop for all your nutritional needs with Athletic Greens. That's actually how the company was founded. So the founder was spending over 100 bucks a day in vitamin supplements, and he decided to just found his own. And now we're on the, the 51st or 52nd iteration of Athletic Greens, and it is so good, and it is beloved by athletes and high performers everywhere. It, I, I actually was uh, led to Athletic Greens by t- the Tim Ferriss podcast. And then Joe Rogan also has it on his podcast. And between those two, you have 90% of the high performers in the world. And now they're here on Sandcast, keeping the boys healthy. Uh, so right now for you, it's, it's not just for athletes. It is for everyday people. Okay. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free and I'm going to say it again, a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free, again, free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sandcast, all right? That is athleticgreens.com slash sandcast to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. All right, we are fired up on this partnership. We only work with partners that we absolutely love, and Athletic Greens is one of them. Cannot recommend it enough. 
This podcast is also brought to you by, as always, our good friends at Wilson Volleyball. They make the absolute best balls in the game, hands down, no question. And guess what? We're going to be using a lot of Wilson Volleyballs this year because if you have not seen the AVP schedule, it is packed. Whether it's AVP America or just the AVP, which has the most events since 2008, 2009, I believe. We got 16 AVPs, 16. And then we have another probably dozen or so AVP next, and AVP America is just full, and we are just going to be playing with Wilson Volleyballs from now until November, guys. So get some Wilson Volleyballs. You can get 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, that is SANDCAST-20 to get 20% off all Wilson products. So if you need a bag, if you need a cart, if you need balls, I recommend the balls and the bags. They make great bags too. Go to wilsonvolleyball.com and use our discount code SANDCAST-20. And let's see you guys on the beach. With season coming up, Try and I have started releasing a weekly newsletter, the Beach Volleyball Digest, which is just curating all of the top beach volleyball news from around the world. We got Volleyball World, the McKibbins are doing stuff, Volleyball Magazine's putting out stuff. I just started writing for AVP America. Kim Smith over at AVP is putting out a lot of content, and we are basically just taking all of that and putting it into one big email newsletter. So if you ever miss any news, we got you covered. So if you want to get on that newsletter, head over to sandcastvolleyball.com, and on the sidebar, there's an easy sign-up form. We would love to have you join the newsletter. It's not just Sandcast news. It is literally all the beach news, snow volleyball, grass volleyball, whatever's happening in the world of volleyball, we got you covered. So head over to sandcastvolleyball.com to get your beach news today. So I think that will be really interesting to see if those teams are able to like really shine or do better because they are a little fresher, their mentality is different, they had a little money to their Mm -hmm. name, that's more confidence, especially because now the four qualifiers would have just like been done and moved on, but now the four qualifiers have semifinals and finals. So you get more competition and you learn how to win, which is something that like it's so hard to get in this sport because there's just not that much competition. Exactly. Like learning how to play through a tournament and win a tournament yeah. is, a, is a whole skill in itself that you don't get yes. with the whole qualifier thing. And then the, everything's set against you once you get to the main draw because you just played in a qualifier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was like, that's been our message to the qualifier teams. Like, this is a good thing. If you really want to be a part of this sport and really grow within the sport, this is a way better system for us. Yeah, for I'm you. curious yeah. how like how have the qualifier players been because I haven't talked to a lot of people and if sometimes I do I can tell they're kind of giving me like a company line because they right. they know I might print yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm curious like when you guys are just talking to people how are people feeling people about the, the tour? I'm scared about it. It's been right. yeah, it's been like a a weird mix. Some people I think that there was some confusion cuz at first there were no AVP next scheduled for to qualify for New Orleans right and, uh or no not New, Austin and then New Orleans yeah and so people were like well we can't play till June and but I was like no they're coming out with AVP next and I think once people started to figure out that there are qualifiers and yes. now instead of single elimination qualifiers they're full tournament right. AVP next where you can make money yeah they're starting to think oh this is actually kind of sweet yeah yeah and yeah. you show up to the tournament and you're like you're seated and mm-hmm. I mean, especially for the top qualifier players, like you're you're the two seed in a yep. legitimate yeah. 
professional tournament now. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. That's a whole different vibe. Yeah. And like experience that you're getting. And I think for the uh, for the athletes who do qualify, I think now you go into main draw with a totally different mindset. Because, I mean, you've been through qualifiers. Like, when you qualify, you wake up the next morning, and you're just, like, so stoked to be playing volleyball. It's like, oh, we yeah. lost out. Totally. You know, whatever. We made it. Like, yeah. we won. Yeah. But now you're going in, and you're fresh, and it's a totally different mindset because it's a brand-new tournament. Like, yeah. you're not just coming in on house money. You're like, I have yeah. a chance to win. Absolutely. It's definitely going to be harder on top seeds in the, mm-hmm. on the pro tour, for sure. Definitely. Like, you're not just like, yes, this guy's completely gassed yeah. from yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> We're just going to smoke them. Right, like, God yeah. God damn it. They've been like <laughs> scheming and they probably watch film and, you know, they're well, ready Well, that's to fun go. too. Now everybody has their seed and, like, uh-huh. the, the draws will come out so mm-hmm. much earlier. Yeah. And so you really can watch that film and kind of predict where you might go. And I think that's really cool too. A lot cool more storylines for you to write about. Exactly. Yeah. And, like, hype up. <laughs> I hope there's so many former players playing each other. That's my favorite thing. <laughs> like, I want to yeah, sponsor V. Clay's first Ooh. match of the year. Oh, so good. It's <laughs> my favorite stuff. <laughs> How have your relationships with the players been? Because it's always a little different when you start writing about your friends. Yeah. And for me, it was. I guess it was different because I came in as a writer and started playing later. Right. And then you started as a player and then started writing. Yeah. How's that kind of personal transition been? Yeah, it's actually been... I guess easier than I would have thought. Mm-hmm. I think it helps that like my job is to make them all look good. Yeah. Working for the AVP, it's not like investigative journalism. Like my job is to tell these stories, yeah. um, to bolster people's like brands, to celebrate them as people. So I think it's been nice. Most everybody's been like really happy to contribute um, and like you know happy with the way that I also represented them. Yeah. So I think it's been great. Like. I do. I try to really spread it because, of course, I have the people I'm closer to. But yeah. I want to like give everybody a chance and also like highlight different stories that maybe I don't know as well. So then mm-hmm. I'm going to call this person. Especially like, obviously, I'm probably friends with more girls than I am guys. So I have to reach out to the guys in a different way and like try mm-hmm. to. And sometimes they're not as responsive as the women. <laughs> I will course. say. So <laughs> I just kind of have to, you know, keep <laughs> extracting. Yeah. Yep. Trying to get them on the phone. Um, so, yeah, that's been fun. I kind of feel like I've also created new relationships through that. Mm-hmm. Like now I have everyone's contact and right. I reach out and, you know, ask for comments or whatever. And it's just like a different relationship, I guess, yeah. which has been kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I think as a player, like it's been nice to have to like know that you're that contact and like, OK. A lot of people might ask me questions, but like I know I got to answer Kim's like yeah. specifically because she's direct, directly. Well, going thank you. You are very good at responding. I appreciate that. Your partner is I'm not slow. Yeah, I could have told you that. He never gets back to me. I can't communicate with him. That's, oh, that's maybe something. I just need to give him some whiskey. It'll be oh, fine. Oh, whiskey, absolutely. He'll I really need to watch and listen to it that. It was episode. so funny, oh, Kim. Like Taylor Sander came on last week, and episode. he was just sitting there. and He was like. I've never seen this Trevor crowd before. <laughs> He's done it for what, like twenty years? Yeah. Had, oh my god! We gosh. had uh, Taylor and we had to bring in other, other more chairs. <laughs> and Taylor's chair was a little higher. Was it Taylor or Nick? No, it was Nick. Both well, it was both of them because Nick right. was in it, and then Nick Taylor in came in and subbed in. Trevor just looks at him like, "You sitting in a booster seat? They <laughs> give you a booster seat, Nick?" <laughs> so good. It's yeah. so funny. No, he's definitely not a not a talker though. No. Taylor sometimes gets back to me. I got to get him on the phone, but yeah, he's the he's the crab that's more you know open. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, which players are just funny in general. Where I feel like everyone loses their phones all the time. Like Andy Benish, 
Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I don't know if you tried to do a story on Andy, but if you text him, he wrote it. But don't expect anything back too soon (laughs) because we were practicing with him, and this was just so classic. And um, we all leave, and then Andy like runs and grabs Tim Brewster down the strand. He's like, Tim, to Tim, like, can you call my phone? I left it. Oh no! It was in a manhole. (laughs) <laughs> fell down this construction thing. This construction guy answers it. It's like, hello? What? And so they found the phone, and then I went to Jordan, oh my gosh. I went to Jordan Chang's bachelor party. And uh, so I'm driving down with Jordan, and Jordan's coaching Andy and Nick Lucena now. Oh, nice. Yeah, and so Jordan was FaceTiming them. It was their first team meeting, and Andy's phone dies. And then so he goes into Classic. a 7-Eleven and is charging the phone and oh talking into 7-Eleven, like sitting on the floor. First team meeting. <laughs> Paris 2024, let's do it. The son is like, oh, I should have retired. <laughs> he's like, yeah, we're building this team from the ground up. <laughs> yeah. That is From the ground rich. of 7-Eleven up. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, I will say it's a group of misfits, right? Like everybody is so interesting. Yeah. Like you said, they're kind of trying to avoid the 9-to-5 thing. Which makes it all the more fun for me. Yeah, totally. So many personalities. So many fun stories. Yeah. And it's just such a blast to like, like, how did you get in this sport again? Yeah. Like the reach the beach things, I'm sure. It's yeah, just such it's a so blast. fun. Like, especially, you know, Terrence from South Dakota and um, Ryan Doherty is like from the East Coast. Like all these people yeah. that you wouldn't really mm-hmm. think would be introduced to it and obviously are doing so well. So that's really fun too. Like, yeah, different states. I mean, I'm from Indiana. I did not <laughs> Imagine beach volleyball to be a part of my life. And now right. it is my life. Yeah. yeah. But have you have you always been a writer? No. I So my uh, major is hospitality and culinary. Huh. I went to culinary school huh. first, played volleyball in Chicago, and then realized I didn't really want to work in a kitchen. I learned a ton. I still use it all the time. But I, you know, if you work in a restaurant, you're working on holidays and weekends. And, and you like, get paid crap. Yeah, you have to put in a lot of grunt work, which I am not that person. I'm <laughs> way too prissy for that. Plus, you have to stand for so long. Oh, That's yeah. And everything's, yeah. like, like oh. not for tall people. So right, then yeah. you're, like, a little bit hunched <laughs> over. <laughs> it's not great. And you have to wear really <laughs> ugly clogs. So after two years, I transferred to Miami, did hospitality. Thought I was going to do, like, event producing, which I actually did up until the pandemic. I used to go to New York every year and produce oh, the cool. Wine and Food Festival, which was really fun. Oh, right. um, not the whole thing, like just a few events in it. But anyway, I didn't really plan on ever writing. I've always loved books. Um, and one of my friends was starting like a local magazine in Manhattan Beach and needed a content coordinator. So I basically did like a resident feature every month, just kind of what I do now when I interview athletes. Yeah. Just I don't ever go in with questions. I'm just kind of like, tell me about your life. And it just flows. Right. And I would write something from that and then do a few different business profiles, stuff like that. And, um, worked for him there for like two years. And then we transitioned and are doing like digital, uh, marketing and social media. I still work for him there and doing like Instagram captions, blogs, um, you know, different stuff for different companies. And then the AVP happened, like, kind of in the middle of that. Okay. So I guess when I wrote my first piece for them, they were they liked it. And so when they were looking for someone, yeah, like, they just reached out and said, this would be a good fit. And so kind of spiraled from there. So, yeah, it all happened very randomly. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just the sport of beach volleyball. Like, yeah. It's all so much randomness. Yeah. It's great. I know. It's been really <laughs> fun and definitely have, did not start out very well. My very first story was on Holly McPeak. 
And I apologize, Holly. I don't think I did a very good job. <laughs> Just wasn't a good writer yet. And uh, I should redo something on her or something. I maybe. saw her on CBS yesterday, randomly. Really? <laughs> I feel like I bump into her all the time. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially Manhattan Beach. South Bay. Yeah. This world is so small. Yes. Yeah. It's like so a little funny. high school. Yeah. When my buddies, I had two friends come in town from Maryland, mm-hmm. and we were walking up and down the Strand, and so we stopped by 21st and saw Taylor, Taylor Sander, Tim Hovland, and there was, and then we ran into... Those three right there is just... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, the, and they were cracking up, because Hov, just the, every other word was the F word, talking trash. Oh, yeah. And He's yeah, a fun guy. were flowing, and, of course. and then on the way back, we passed Angie Akers, and I was like, well, you guys saw three Olympians and one of the greatest players yeah. to ever play beach volleyball. Yeah. yeah. And you're like, What? Pretty cool. <laughs> this is I remember, I like, yeah. the vi- so I, I moved here in January of 2015, and somehow my dad had some connection to April Ross and set up a dinner. So I drove here with my dad across the country in my SUV, got here on the 4th. The night of the 5th, I had dinner with April Ross, and it was just, like, the coolest. She yeah. was so kind. She told me everything. I didn't know what the CBVA was. I didn't know what the FIVB was. <laughs> she was telling me all this stuff, all the different levels, where I should start. She told me about the USA Development Program that was starting that year, yeah. which changed my life because uh-huh. I got in, and that's where I met everybody, including Holly McPeak. What year was that? 2015. 15, okay, gotcha, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if it was their first year, but it was, I think they did it two years, and it was my first two years here. We had a... Uh, a guys program, the EDP one. Was yes, that was EDP. Yeah, we had but that I think one, yours but lasted longer wild. than ours. Yeah, because mine was started in like 2012 or something. Oh, okay, yeah. With Alzina. Nice. But yeah. Yeah, we had Holly McPeak and Barb Fontana, so it was just Those are great programs, amazing. by the way. Yeah. They don't have them anymore, right? I know. And it was like, I think the athletes had to pay 200 bucks, and it was like six weeks of, no, I think it was even more. I think it was like 12 weeks of coaching three days a week. I had no idea how amazing that was. Yeah. Like, I hardly even knew what the and sport was. Great competition. Great competition. I was yeah. playing against, like, Irene and Caitlin were together at the mm-hmm. time, and, like, Emily Stockman, Amanda Dowdy, and Nicole Brenna would come. Like, it was amazing. I didn't know who any of these people were. I did not belong. I really only think I got in because I was 6'3". <laughs> um, and, like, I know how to play. I'm good at indoor. Yeah. Right. I've always been better at indoor than beach, so I should have maybe stuck with that, but I really like beach. <laughs> Um, so I had like the raw, I had the hitting and the blocking sort yeah. of down, but even that timing. Yeah. But I mean, my serve receive was atrocious. <laughs> Jose Loyola came one day and like guest coached and he was just like, you're at the elite development pro. What are you doing? Like, Pat's, oh, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm so embarrassed. should have heard him today. <laughs> oh yeah? Doing that to you? <laughs> no, actually it was Trevor. Uh, it was great. <laughs> It was yep. windy today, though. It was terrible today. Oh, I saw we, a video. You looked terrible today. I did not go out to the beach <laughs> no today. No one looked good today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was 2015, and, like, meeting April the very first day, and then she invited me to practice with her, and it was her and Whitney Pavlik, and we were just kind of, like, bumming around, having fun. Like, it wasn't crazy, but I was like, what is my life? Uh-huh. That was three days after I moved to California. And then since then, I mean, everybody's so down to earth. Yeah. I mean, just meeting, like, the most stellar volleyball players, and none of them, I guess I shouldn't say none. I, don't, I haven't met everybody. Everyone I have met has been, like, really down to earth, humble, kind, and open. Yeah. There's not a lot of, like, elitism that I've really experienced. Yeah, I don't think so. I think we always talk about on the show, like, just go to the beach and watch some of the best players in the world practice. Like, yeah. You can't do that with basketball or anything. No, and it's, not, it's so no accessible. Keep you off the beach, especially if you run over and grab a few balls and throw it in the basket. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, thank you, <laughs> You're saving us. 
I mean, it's not automatically going to turn into you like getting reps, but it, I mean, it very well could, you know, Yeah. if anything, you're just learning something. Jose, if you're standing in the court, Jose like puts you to work. Really? (laughs) And he'll like ask for your opinion. Like someone's just standing there. Yeah. What do you think? What do you think? I'm like, they don't play volleyball, Jose. He's like, no, but we need the perspective. (laughs) I'm like, all right, that's fair. (laughs) That's what, uh, Troy Field did that. When I basically he, when he that was just hiding. coming up. He's like a, like he was losing in like double A's, mm-hmm. and this is when Jake and Taylor were just starting. Yeah, and he went out and shagged balls for him and Marcio. Yep, and it was just like I just want to learn from you guys. Doherty kind of did that too. Yeah. Doherty walked out on yeah. the beach with and saw Casey and them playing. I think. Yeah. Right. And well, that was Trambley and Gary Schreiber. Okay. Yeah. Jake and Casey. That right. crew was down there. Yeah. yeah. And then I hit up Sean Scott, who gave me Hayden's number. Yeah. And that's how I got in with Hayden. Just literally, I was like, you need practice reps? I'll come get reps with you. That's awesome. He's like, sure, whatever. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and then I, that was like my tryout. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. Did you know it was a tryout? No, not at all. <laughs> like months in, we're like practicing. Now in hindsight, I'm like, I don't know how I didn't figure it out. But like, it was like weeks or months in. And then he, after one of practices, he's like, all right, let's give it a shot. Like I'm down there roll with you I was like what <laughs> that's a that's well, an option talking to me <laughs> oh shit alright <laughs> it all changed from there well that's pretty great it's awesome yeah did you ever set any goals as a player like when you came out here I mean getting to practice with April Ross within your first couple of days you're like damn I could I could do something yeah I definitely had big dreams yeah um, took me just because I was middle and all throughout college I did never play back row Learning serve-receive and setting was definitely my downfall. I had all the basics. I was good probably 80% of the time, but that 20% is why you lose. Right, yeah. So I was losing. I mean, that first year, I think I only went to like four AVPs um, because I couldn't really make it to the other ones. I was nannying um, and like traveling, doing other stuff, like only kind of halfway in with beach volleyball. Mm -hmm. 2016, I did a little bit more. I qualified for my first time Manhattan Beach Open that year. And then 2017, the family I was nannying for moved to um, Seattle. And I like, it was at the very beginning of the summer. I had enough money to get me through. And I was like, okay, I'm going to focus just on volleyball. And that was kind of when I guess I set the most goals. Um, I had like a consistent coach. I was playing with um, CC Zhang, who's an Olympian, who's like, the best player I've ever played with by how'd you, far. How'd you get hooked up with her? So she was being coached by my coach, Heather Lowe. Okay. And like she played with Nicole Brenna in the first tournament. They're both defenders. So they didn't do as well as Wait, they is wanted that the to. Chinese? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. So really I played with her. My first tournament with her was Austin, and we qualified. The problem with me in that scenario is I wasn't good at setting enough yet, and she's a lefty, so I was really struggling with getting her in the right spot. We would qualify win our first game. We kept winning our first game, and then we would, like, lose. And it was definitely a mentality of mine. Like, I couldn't push through. I didn't, I didn't know how to win yet. Yeah. That's one of the things I'm so excited about this, like these newcomers learning how to win. I hadn't gone deep in a tournament ever. Right. Even CBVAs, I was like, once I got to playoffs, I had been sitting and not doing anything for three hours. You get to playoffs, it's super windy, you lose. Yep. Um, and I just wasn't good enough to play with her yet. So that's like one, I guess, like regret of mine, I guess, is that I wasn't better when I was playing with her because she was so good. Uh, we did okay. We got like four ninths that year, I think, together. Um, and she's what really helped me get into the main draw. 
So once I did that, like my next year, I really wanted to play for USA. Kenzie Ponnet and I um, qualified for the Norseca. So we went and played in uh, two tournaments in Mexico and one in Cuba. And that was like the time of our lives. It was so fun. Um, I had some success with her that year. So I guess goals, yeah, my goal was to win an AVP or to go to the Olympics. But I never really did like what I knew I needed to. And I think it's because I knew deep down that that wasn't really my path. Yeah. So I like did everything I needed to do to kind of like be middle of the pack, which is what I ended up getting. So I guess like the work I put in is what I got out. And yeah, I think that gives me a great perspective of like, I worked really hard, but I didn't work hard enough. Yeah. And like, I know the people that are where like further ahead of me, how hard they're working. Mm-hmm. Like I lived with Sarah Sponsel for two years Oh my gosh. <laughs> she is like dawn till dusk volleyball yeah. and like loves it. I mean, she's always like, even when she wakes up, it's like journaling, but then she has like, has the same breakfast every morning and then goes and does practice and comes back for like a second and then goes to the gym and then gets treatment and then does film. Like it's so constant. It mm-hmm. really is a full-time job. And even though I never got to the point where I could really make that my life, yeah. I also know Living with Sarah was another huge eye-opener. So I was like, this is the pinnacle of what I'm going for, and I don't know if I want that. Right, right, I don't right. know if that's my mm-hmm. dream. Yeah. But looking at Ryder, like, I would love to be Stephen King. Like, yeah. that is my dream. <laughs> so maybe that's where I should be. And, like, people like Sarah and people like you, people like you, people who really want to stay in the sport, like, I have so much respect for that. Yeah. What well, a fun house. It was really fun. <laughs> it was uh, me, Sarah, and Katie Spieler for a while. That was really fun. Very volleyball heavy. (laughs) We actually did a really good job of not talking about it too much. It was during COVID, so there wasn't that much to talk about. Right. And I wasn't playing, and like like Sarah and Katie are competitors, but they're both so nice and they like Mm -hmm, each other, so it didn't really matter that much. Um, And it was during Champions Cup Series, so I think Katie was in the qualifier. And so they actually weren't, yeah, they weren't, oh, did they ever qualify? No, they. I think they made the last round yeah. twice. Yeah, so that kind of helped our house that they were never like playing each other. <laughs> right. But even that, I don't think it would have mattered. Like it was, if people are doing it right, they really look at it as a business. Yeah. And I know like a lot of women who are mm-hmm. like uh, Emily Stockman and Sponsor are great friends. Like, and obviously have played each other a million times, and mm-hmm. like it's completely fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got to be down for the lifestyle for sure. Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't realize that. They're just kind of like, I want it, so it's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but manifest it's it. It's grueling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, can, it can be really relaxed, but you have to be okay with not getting where you probably want to go, mm. which is kind of what right, right, right. like my life was. It wasn't necessarily relaxed playing, but I definitely like didn't do everything I needed to do necessarily. Um, and I had like a great career in my mind because I was always having so much fun right. and like I had a few successful tournaments and I yeah. feel pretty good about yeah. that. Yeah. It sounds like you left it with no regrets. Yeah. You did a comfortable yeah. amount. I yeah. think the only like regret I have is that I didn't know my last tournament was my last tournament. Uh, okay. So that's the only thing that kind of like I sort of wish I would have known, but then there's so many things that go with that. Like maybe yeah. I would have you know, felt differently about it or something. It's also kind of nice. I didn't know it was my right. last tournament because then it was like, oh, I wasn't, I was, I didn't grieve it, which I did have to take kind of a period to grieve it 
because I stopped playing like professionally in my mind, but I was still sort of training as yeah. exercise and my social life. I realized like how much I love all the women I play with and during mm-hmm. COVID, how much I missed them. Um, so I just started playing with people. And then after, I don't even know how long, like maybe four or five months ago, I was kind of like, okay, I think I need to take a break and not play because it is like, I've been playing volleyball since I was 10. Right. Yeah. And now I'm not. Like, that's not, like, it wasn't ever my identity. I really worked on it not being, but it definitely was a huge part of my life. And now right. it's just so different. I needed that transition period. And I'm sort of feeling like I might be on the other side of that soon and ready to play just for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Do you and Mark ever play? We play reverse co-ed. Okay. It's actually not so bad. The only problem with reverse co-ed is, like, the guy has to hit behind, like, the 10-foot line. Wait, what's reverse co-ed? So it's the girl blocks and the guy plays back row. And, like, there's a reverse co-ed tournament every year that happens around Thanksgiving, and it's, like, really fun down at 2nd Street. I would play that. Women's night? It's really fun. I think it's a co-ed or women's. So I think it might be women's. Okay. Because we're allowed to to do anything. Uh Men have to jump behind the 10-foot line. Mark never does that, so he, like, it's frustrating because he'll either, like, not jump or I don't know how to set him right. And then other people are, like, amazing at it. Like, they've been training, yeah, like, right. so much, and so they're just, like, whooping our butts, but we have a lot of fun playing it. It's fun for us, too, because he's a defender, I'm a blocker. Yeah. So we kind of get to do yeah, our perfect. thing, too. Yeah, yeah, so that's fun. Um, but, yeah, we don't really play that much. He plays every once in a while. Okay. I saw him out there... Uh Maybe like Second Street. Yeah, yeah. He Maybe plays with a group a of guys. Yeah. yeah, like Kevin Lynch and Tristan. Yeah, yeah. yeah they go out and have fun. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> What's uh, Katie Spieler up to now? How's she doing? Um, I saw that she just became a realtor. So she moved back to Santa Barbara when she got hurt. Right. So that was what, like, summer of last year. She tore ACL at uh, Pottstown. So yeah. It's like was June. she playing with Delaney? No, she was playing with Emily Hartong. That's right. And they were rolling. Oh, my and gosh. And Del- I think, not Delaney, Katie, I think she came down on someone's foot under the yeah. net. Oh. And that was, that was it. Oh, my gosh. It's awful. Because, like, you know Katie. She is always on the move. Mm-hmm. So I can only imagine, like, <clears throat> how devastating that must have felt. Did you see that uh, she had Kara, her sister, like, oh, carrying yeah. her through the break? And then she'd go swim mm-hmm. with them, like torn ACL. Yeah. It's just out ocean water swimming and then to come back in, like she get carried back in. I, I She's don't. A superhero. She really is. <laughs> like even I talked to her uh, like about a recovery piece I was working on and she said, yeah, the first like right after surgery, I was in the gym like four times a week. I was like, I'm sorry, what? <laughs> like she was doing PT like four hours a day. I yeah. mean, she's so dedicated. Uh, she's in Santa Barbara doing her club, and I think she's a realtor, mm-hmm. so I think she's maybe trying to do something else, mm-hmm. but also play volleyball. I know she definitely wants to come back. Right. Um, she's getting a lot stronger, she said, and like kind of said, you know, this injury helped me realize that like I was playing so much volleyball and not doing like the stuff in the gym that I needed to do. Huh. So she's going to kind of take the John Hyden method and work more in the gym and a little mm. bit less on the beach and see what happens. So. Huh. Yeah, I expect to see her out there this summer. I feel like that usually works, especially once you, uh, when you're like type of player that's at that point in your career was like, yeah, you've played pickup, like you've done that. Yeah, it's not going to get you that much further. It's like yeah, yeah. strength. Katie was traveling to every tournament, oh, yeah, yeah. all the grass tournaments, like and, like forest tournaments, just because she loves it. Yeah, like she truly loves it. 
And so, like, I think that's probably something she might miss in this, like, yeah. if she decides to kind of focus less on that. But, yeah, yeah it's all about priorities. It's the thing too. to do when you're younger, and then you have to kind of yeah. shift. Because, like, yeah. mm-hmm. when we would ask that question at the end of every episode, we'd ask, like, uh, what was the question? What piece of advice would you give right. an up-and-coming beach volleyball player? Everyone's like, just yeah. play, just play, just play. But the, we never really, like, but emphasized, then, like, once you're not up-and-coming up coming anymore. <laughs> <laughs> totally. You got to get your 10,000 hours in and then you have yeah. to like transition into the fine tuning. Yeah, mm-hmm. fine tuning and trying to master the small skills. Yeah. And yeah. Keeping the body fresh because you're playing so much. Yeah. And you're actually part of your job is to not play. Yeah. Right? Like and just stop to rest. Playing. The rest. <laughs> yeah. Don't play. <laughs> and yeah. like appreciating the off season. I right. always like, I tried to take time off and would be a little bit stressed out when people were asking me to play in November. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what are you doing? You yeah. need to like oh, relax. I'm also so a mental break. Yeah. Like you, even if you think it's so fun, you're going to hit a wall and you yeah. don't want to hit a wall in the middle of season. Yeah. So force yourself to do it. That would be my piece of advice probably. Play, play, play. But like make sure you have a life and like yeah. do something else too. Yeah, it's good. Like I think we're all kind of addicted to activity. Like you yes. get to the end of the season, you can't just stop moving. Like you're just, you need to get up and yeah. do something. But to have something other than volleyball to do and that you enjoy, like for me, I've been lucky enough to have surfing or yeah. whatever, you know, all these other things. And I have no problem. Like I'm the guy that always says no to volleyball. I had to force <laughs> myself to play in some fun ones finally. Yeah. Down at 21st, I'm down there. I, drive, I bike by all the time. Stop by for five minutes. I haven't played once. Nice. <laughs> and it's not a problem at all. For me. I'm like, yeah. hell no, I'm not playing volleyball. It's the weekend. Yeah. Like, volleyball is a job for me. Yeah. Which kind of sounds bad because, you know, like everyone's like, I want to keep it as my thing that I love and blah, blah, blah. But if it's your job, it's your job. Yeah. And if you love like, it as your job, then you love your job. And that's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's kind of similar with writing, right? Right? Yeah. Like, we write for fun, but we also write for work. So mm-hmm. it's like, the different. Di- sometimes I love what I'm doing when yeah. I write, and sometimes I'm like, oh, I got to do this thing. I don't want to. But it's like, everybody does that, mm-hmm. including in volleyball. Oh, yeah. I don't want to go to lift today. Like, mm-hmm. we all got to do it. So, yeah, I definitely. Yeah, right. Yeah, like, that. I don't think I'm going to lift. Everyone's... <clears throat> sees me doing all these crazy workouts. It's like, oh, he's like a gym rat. I'm like, no, <laughs> not me. <laughs> I'm not going to go to the gym after volleyball probably. Yeah. Like, I, it works. So that's why I go. Yeah. Uh, but I just, I don't need to be looking, like, what I look like isn't going to be a big deal. Right. <laughs> right. I'll probably just be outdoors playing sports whatever yeah. I probably maybe I'll play volleyball I don't know yeah. <laughs> maybe I'll finally yeah. play 21st exactly yeah. <laughs> that's amazing exactly. yeah full circle yeah, <laughs> just, I just read this book uh, that Casey recommended The Art of the Impossible I think have you heard of this author uh, Stephen Kotler no he wrote I think I think you might have one of his books over there um, but he said that you need to put in recovery as work yes like that's part of Definitely. your job 100%. and I was like oh wow so I could sleep in as part of recovering yes. of playing beach volleyball. Oh, for yes. sure. I use that line on Gabby all the time. <laughs> Babe, I'm working. Sorry, I can't get, you got to wake up with the baby. <laughs> yeah, only slept for seven and a half hours so far. Got to work for another hour. <laughs> I bet she loves that. Something to that extent. Yeah, yeah. That's not exactly. A little different but, when you're yeah. a parent, I'm yeah. guessing. No, but it's true. It's like. I just did this whole week of work 
on my body. Like, if I don't recover, I'm not utilizing or I'm not, like, gaining all the gains that I just, yeah. you know, gave myself. And I think that's something a lot of players get with, like, age and experience that a lot of those younger players, first of all, their bodies are so resilient, so they don't think they need it. But, like, that's a habit you have to learn, too, so mm-hmm. that you establish that before your body breaks down. Yeah. Because it's hard, like, if you want to go out and have fun, especially here, the weekends are so fun mm-hmm. going out and playing. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely did that, like, def- I can't drink and play. I don't know how people do that. But even just <laughs> going out and, like, playing side out or sitting and watching people, going to 16th Street, going to 21st, it's so fun. But I think that mental break was really big for me. Yeah. Um, and I've always liked when I kind of have two things I can balance, like volleyball and academia and school or volleyball and then writing. Uh-huh. Like, once I started working for the magazine, that was better for me yeah. because I can, I'm not like overthinking one thing. Like we were talking about with the wedding, like I can overthink things. So like better just to have one thing I can focus on here and sort of put this on the shelf. Yeah. That's good for me for at sure. least. Yeah. We mentioned that uh, Stephen King, you'd love to be Stephen King. Do you have any, any books in the work, Kim? I am writing a book. Okay. It is slow moving. Um, still kind of trying to figure out what I want to do with it. And it's fun. I, I wrote like all of this stuff. I have like 80,000 words. Now I'm going back to the beginning and like slotting it in. Um, cause the story keeps changing, yeah. kind of changing as I change, but also I wanted to make like, I wanted, yeah, just as I learn different things or like make it less about my life and like more fictional or whatever. So I yeah. don't know. What about you? So is it? Yeah, I'm working. Oh yeah, I just finished the third draft of one. Nice um, on beach volleyball. Sweet of when it became a professional sport. The first professional tournament was in '76, and then how it got into the Olympics in that 20 year span. That's nice. It's been super fun. I'm sure. Yeah, a lot of interviews. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's like more than 100 by this point. Wow. Yeah. Do you pair them with Sandcast? Do the both? Some of them. So because this has been like a long. I've had it like on the back burner for a while. Yeah. And then um, I sort of had a ton of free time, like the last like three months, really, before we started training again. I started like really revisiting it and it's been a blast to work on. Yeah. Especially just because like hanging out with Sinjin and hearing his thoughts and Dodd and Hob and, yes. and Kent Steffes and all these guys that are just like the greatest winners yeah. the sport has ever seen and just understanding what they're going through. It's yeah. It's been really fun. That's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to do, like, other books, like, other than volleyball? I just kind of write on whatever whatever period of, like, I'm going through in life. Yeah. So, like, the first one I wrote was golf and then basketball and then volleyball, volleyball. Right. And we had milkshakes, which is a blast. So good. And you got the first read on that. You I know, I did. Nicolette. I know, <laughs> I know. I still have uh, Greg Delgado's copy. For some reason, I have it. It's signed by you guys. He was like, I need to get that back. Like, I have it. It's safe. It's on my bookshelf. I'll bring it to you. <laughs> We'll have to send you a copy. Yes. Yeah, we got one here. Yeah, there's probably one on the shelf somewhere. I need it. Um, yeah, I'm like doing like Zoom calls with kindergarten classes all the time now. That's so <laughs> fun. Yeah, well, I mean, not all the time, but like I've regularly done a bunch. though. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's fun. It's pretty hilarious. They're right, right up my alley. That <laughs> they make me read like a little bit, like a little X script from it. Uh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, good thing it's just these kids. My <laughs> no reading, pressure. Reading out loud is not great for me. Yeah. <laughs> reading out loud is hard. It is hard. Yeah. But they're asking me questions and reading them and, you know, missing words and stuff. I'm like, okay, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> this is my crowd. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm glad uh, I'm glad you seem to be, like, very at peace with where you left yes, the player. Definitely. Like, stoked on where you're at now and 
yeah. getting married, which is exciting. Just yeah, onward and upward, Kim. I know. Things are looking good right now. I'm having a lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. it sounds like it. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. This yeah, was fun. appreciate it. Looking and forward to this uh, season, hanging out more. I know, me and, uh, too. Hopefully we have uh, some good storylines. Yeah. I know. And where, so where can listeners find the stories? Uh, it's all on avp.com slash trending. That's all the articles. And then um, if you follow AVP on the AVP Instagram, a lot of times they'll, a few days after it's posted, kind of hype it on there and like direct people to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of those two things. And the newsletters, they come out there. And actually, newsletters, this isn't even me trying to hype something. I would definitely, if anybody's an AVP fan, sign up for the newsletters because that's where you're going to get ticket information. That's yeah. when like uh, point stuff will be announced, everything. Well, the points will come to the athletes too first, but like fans and stuff who are interested, yeah. that's where they'll get all of the for information sure. too. They yeah. just came out with like a new membership tier. Yeah, I there's something like with deals. Yeah, I, I don't know. There's so much stuff that I don't know because it's yeah. like I don't need to know. So right. then I find out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm signing up for this <laughs> hotels. Yes, yeah, right. <laughs> so I get excited for all this. Stuff. Yeah. I feel like a fan. <laughs> so, I love yeah. it. Well, awesome. Well, everyone listening, give her stuff a read. Yeah. Yeah. Last last article was good too. It explained the. Four tiers, right? Yeah. The, I like that. Yeah. That was, was, was kind of like what my, actually my first article was about, like me being in like the third tier and trying to move up. Mm. And I referenced it all the time, but it's like the article itself is sort of not irrelevant, but I'm not playing anymore. And it was all about me. And I'm like, okay, I need to do something separate. And now also with the three series, like mm-hmm. kind of the tiered yeah. series, um, I was like, okay, this is perfect. I have to write its own thing, yeah. reestablish it. Um, so that was really fun because that's yeah, yeah. kind of like, I don't know, that's like my belief system about volleyball. Like there's all these different tiers you want to move up. I thought um, it was a good, like accurate portrayal mm-hmm. of it. For And I think a lot of fans don't understand it. So yeah. it's pretty perfect. I thought there was going to be like a list. I was like, oh, let's see if I made the list. Oh my Where gosh. We actually <laughs> talked about that. I was like, I only feel comfortable doing tier one. Right. Like beyond that, oh, yeah. I do not want to like define who's totally, in what category. Yeah. So we were just like, okay, let's just... We'll just leave it. We, we <laughs> always to the imagination. There's like, you know, so many people like Travis can't like really be the like Stephen A. Smith of our sport, you know, where yeah. we're just throwing out this crazy <laughs> stuff and <laughs> half the people are going to hate him. You can't do that with the no. ADP. But we do need one of those. We do. We need, we need someone, someone who's, who is not like, like a, a, Trevor a player Crab. or who has been a like player. Like a Trevor Crab yeah. of the media. We yeah, got to get someone who's recently retired. <laughs> someone whose social life is outside of Beach right, yeah. You know, it, once Nick retires, I think he'd be really good, too. <laughs> Lucena? Yeah. <laughs> no, I feel he like... He's too nice. He is. Oh, he's so nice, but he's very honest. Right, that's true. I think that he, maybe he wouldn't, yeah, he wouldn't be as, like, mean as he would have to be, but I think he'll call people out. I think Hayden. Hayden would, yeah, would be good. Yeah, Hayden would be the king. But he won't write it. You're going to have to you're gonna have to ghostwrite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I love Hav. When Hav was playing, even now, it's like, oh, him? He's dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> maybe we've seen him. Yeah, maybe we just do Hav. <laughs> it's like, well, Perfect. Hav, we can't write the dog shit tier of the yeah. MVP. We're going to yeah. have a different name. <laughs> this is a fifth tier. It's sort of an imaginary one. Just, just won the tournament, Hav. <laughs> Complete shit. <laughs> well, I wasn't in it. Yeah. And then beat me. <laughs> I always wonder people like that that say everybody's terrible, like, yeah. First of all, what do you think of me? Right, Second yeah. of all, who's not terrible? Yeah. Like, you're not giving me any of those people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love the personalities in this sport. It's yeah, so maybe. good. Definitely a mixed bag. <laughs> good stuff. Thanks, Kim. Yeah, thanks for having me. This was fun. Congrats again on the Thank you. Thank you. Congrats.
Truth.